Welcome to 12-Minute Talks, where important information is shared in a short time period. Learn from other business owners, entrepreneurs, and experts about what they do to help you find solutions to everyday topics in 12 minutes or less. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 12-Minute Talks podcast. I'm excited to have with us today Jason Eric Ross. He's a psychotherapist and a son of two. He's also an actor, writer, and musician. Jason, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. So, Jason, before we get started into what it is that you do and how you help people and all that, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Well, you said in the, uh, the intro, I happen to be the son of two psychotherapists who are trained psychoanalysts. I sort of grew up in the field, took a little detour, and... Due to a project that I worked on with a student of my mother's in one of my parents' institutes, I got brought back into the field and went into a direction that I really didn't expect. I thought I'd be, end up doing one day maybe you know, general psychotherapy, family psychotherapy, and I got a really uh, quick study. Actually, 15 years ago this week, it started into real chronic mental health, substance abuse, intervention, and I got to see a whole side of the field that I really didn't expect especially working with trauma, which I also did not expect to do. So that's like a quick snapshot of the journey, and I've gotten, luckily enough, uh, wonderful training from a lot of different areas and started, you know, certainly with my parents. Yeah, I could I could imagine. I, I also happen to work with my mom. We do insurance, life and health. So it's, it's interesting how sometimes we do what our parents do, but um, yeah. always in, the, in, our, in our own way, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so, and Jason, tell me a little bit about this. You seem to be very creative as well. You, Like I mentioned, you're also an actor, a writer, a musician. Is that a hobby or is that something you do professionally when you're not uh, psychoanalyzing people? <laughs> <I guess. laughs> sure, great, great question. I decided that my creative passions were important. At 20, I started doing stand-up comedy. I already played guitar. And I went after, for a long time, probably 20-something years maybe, I went after one of my bucket list uh, items, which was to play in a Beatles tribute band. And I eventually landed the role of playing George Harrison, uh, sort of known as the Quiet Beatle, the Spiritual Beatle. I did that for four years, and I'm about to take on playing him in a solo show at the Beatles on the Beach Festival in Delray Beach at the end of this month. And in 2017, I decided to become an actor. I went back to New York for nine months and started acting on a number of different television shows. I've been on probably seven Discovery ID channel shows, which is sort of the crime recreation channel, and I've portrayed everything from a serial killer uh, to a VA to a husband. And with that, I uh, took a lot of acting classes. I take one here with a wonderful man named Michael Jacques. So it's a hobby, slight profession, but my mainstay is certainly psychotherapy and working with families and people with trauma. I'm lucky to do it all. Yeah, that's, that's you know, a, a well-balanced life. Have you ever gotten, like, a patient tell you, hey, I saw you on TV? <laughs> well, my, my clients do know sort of part of my personal life. I do have a bit of transparency. So I, okay. I have had it where they watch me on, when they, they ask, you know, they, they knew I went to New York for a while, even though I worked remotely. So they do ask when I'm going to be on, and I tell them, and uh, it's usually an interesting reaction. I'll get text messages after I've been on, especially for some of the roles that I played, which are uh, one or two are pretty disturbing. <laughs> playing a serial killer is not, it's not, right. it's not what I would call happy and upbeat. It's not like playing the uh, the sitcom rom com dad. 
So right. yeah, they yeah, they they've imagine. seen me. Yeah, okay. seen me. it's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine. You know, like you're you're going to talk about something important, and it's like, wait, wasn't this the guy? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, last week on on some show. So that, that's yeah. cool. Um, and and so Jason, going back into your psychotherapy practice, um, how is it that you help other other people? I think the most important part is, and there's certainly a, a major stigma with mental health, there's certainly a stigma with talk therapy. My goal is to get people to talk about what's wrong with the industry, and at the same time, more importantly, providing a safe space for my clients to talk about probably the worst stuff that they've never discussed, Keep you know the secrets they've, they've kept, abuse that they've gone through, the pain that they have dealing with, let's say, a family member who has substance abuse or mental health problems, mm -hmm. a marriage that's not functioning, parenting that's not working, a partner that's not helping. So giving them some validation and a really safe space so they can really express themselves. And truthfully, at the end of the day, for everyone I work with, it's about getting unstuck. It's about building a life that you really are excited about living and feel that you're going to contribute with. And that's critical for me. Yeah. That that's great that that you do that, and you know creativity. I think it's very important. I was listening the other day to uh, Brene Brown. She has this audio book. I think it's called The Power of, of Vulnerability, and she was talking there about uh, how as adults we're not very creative, and that creates a lot of other issues. You know, so I think it's interesting that you you yourself are very creative and have an outlet for that as well. Um, I think it's I think it's really important. I, by the way, her book Daring Greatly is basically mandatory med uh, mandatory reading in my practice. It's one of the books that every one of my clients reads, pretty much. Yeah, I that, feel everybody uh, needs to embrace vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a great book as well. So, what's the difference between a psychotherapist and like a life coach? The difference is, there's a few. A psychotherapist is a licensed professional. So they have a minimum of two years in graduate school, you know, anywhere from 30 to 60, 70 credits. They have a minimum, minimum of two years of postgraduate training. And again, these are the minimums. Mm -hmm. They then have to take exams and they have to get licensed in the state. You have to be licensed. Coaches, uh, life coaches can have that as well. There are psychotherapists who are life coaches. I certainly, you know, do that type of coaching. Coaches do not have the same requirements. Coaches are very, the orientation for a therapist partly is looking at your past and figure out how you're going to undo it and move forward. Coaches tend to take you from where you are going forward. It doesn't really look at the past. It's certainly very uh, action-oriented. So there's a balance. Sometimes coaching is a great way to go, and I have a coaching bent to my practice, and sometimes you need both. Sometimes you really have to look at why you're stuck and mm -hmm. get unstuck. Their coaching does not, other than a certification, coaching doesn't have any real governing body. Coach, anyone can call themselves a coach, technically speaking. There's no laws that have to do with it. But when you're a licensed professional like a counselor, you have pretty stringent rules. And it's years of, years of work and schooling and training. And, and as a psychotherapist, do you prescribe medication or is it just talking to people? Psychotherapy is, is talking. It certainly can be coaching. Psychiatrists prescribe meds, other doctors, MDs, uh, doctors of osteopathy, a DO. Uh, therapists, psychologists do not prescribe meds. It's not part of their, uh, their training, their journey. 
their studies for their licensure, which is even more important. They are not they are not skilled nor trained to do so. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's questions that people out there might have, right? You hear all these different things, and it's like, okay, <laughs> which one yeah, to well, people, choose? I guess you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. the, the the field is full of questions people don't understand. So I work very much in conjunction with psychiatrists and doctors. I yeah, obviously it's have them do their job. They stay in their lane. Uh, I stay in mine, so to speak, and I collaborate with them because that's what's best for the client, and that's what it's about: getting the client to their through their journey to where they want to be. How right. to help them. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and Jason, what's something that sets you aside from maybe other psychotherapists? Do you work with people face to face or remotely? How, how do you do things? I do both. For some things, I think it's best to be in person. I think once people get to a certain level of balance, they can do more remote work. Some of the work that I do is pretty intimate uh, when it comes to trauma and people you know, who are depressed possibly anxious. I, I really believe, despite the fact that I'm the son of therapists and analysts, and I've grown up in the field, I really buy the process. I've been in it. I've been a, you know, I've been a client. I, I know what it's like to be on both sides of the couch, so to speak. I think in-person is usually best, but certainly people are working more so remotely, and I think it's going to be one wave that will change, and hopefully the insurance companies actually uh, match what they say and they start backing up practitioners who are willing to provide great services uh, because that's always been a tough part for many therapists mm. who are not under panels and basically it, it seems to be a little bit cost prohibitive to do so and it, it seems difficult. So right. uh, I, I, doing what's best for the client, meeting the client where they're at, that's what's most important. With that, whatever's going to help them on their journey. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, um, I think telehealth is a big part of it. It's I think it's in the beginning stages and hopefully the barrier to entry like everything else will be a lot less, right? So you can continue helping even more people. And, and so Jason, how can somebody get in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is either uh, finding me on social media and basically anything that involves my social media has my full name, Jason Eric Ross, so at Jason Eric Ross, JasonEricRoss.com, and my phone number is 305-609-3025. I'm licensed in New York, Florida, and Georgia. Awesome. So like always, we'll have all the links down below so you can easily click on it and, and learn more about Jason. And I just wanted to quickly introduce myself. My name's Lorena Tomasini. And I'm the owner of Mom Life and Health Insurance Agency, where together with my mom, we help other families and business owners with their financial protection needs all done digitally. Jason, for a random question, I'm not going to ask you about your hobbies because we already <laughs> talked about that. Um, what would you say is the last uh, good book that you read? Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Uh, Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. Is a fabulous book. You're a Badass by Jen Sincero is a great book. Those are ones that come to my mind immediately that I very typically um, have clients read. And there's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. I won't even say the word. Oh, uh, yeah, one that, yeah. Yeah. Clients seem, clients seem to really enjoy. I think anybody who wants to get self-help and better themselves always finds a way. But those are great resources.
Right. Fantastic. So, Jason, it's been great having you on. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, I would thank you. Thank you for the time, and I appreciate you getting out a uh, word about mental health and you know services that are available to people because I just think there's not enough understanding of what we need, and I hope mental health really improves for people. Right. Yeah, and I just wanted to quickly add, I like I mentioned earlier, I, I do health insurance, and that's something that by law is covered um, in the plans. As long as you have one that meets the minimum essential coverages. That's right. So definitely if you need help, if somebody's feeling like they're depressed or not feeling themselves, reach out to a mental health professional. You know, make an informed decision. That That's the most important thing you can do. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this podcast and hope you will listen to the next one. I'm Lorena Tomasini and you can contact me via email life at malmins.com. Make it a great day.